Welcome to the Chase Podcast. Dr. Ron Charles is a renowned archaeologist, author, historian, speaker, missionary, and is known as the Christian Indiana Jones. Visit cubitfoundation.org for Dr. Ron's books and information about this global ministry. Hello, I'm Dr. Ron Charles. Welcome to the program today. You know, one of the primary subject matters that you hear from philosophers and uh, poets and writers of the past is the fact that uh, we will uh, reap what the seeds that we sow. Now, Plato wrote about it, Homer wrote about it, Aristotle wrote about it, Marcus Aurelius wrote about it, Napoleon talked about it quite often. Jesus talked about it, with, especially with the parable of the, the Good Samaritan. Paul the Apostle wrote about it when he was talking to the Galatians. Now, the Galatians were kind of an unusual people. It was uh, the, the country of Galatia was in present-day Turkey. It's kind of that middle portion of Turkey at the time. Uh, the whole area were uh, occupied by, by Gauls and Celts. And, uh, you know, the Celts were the ones of Druid fame and that type of thing uh, up in uh, England and, uh, and in France and Ireland. Uh, but before they were there, before they were, they were driven up there, or they fled up there, they were very dominant in this, in Galatia. And so when Paul wrote this letter to these Galatians, uh, he wasn't writing to Jews, he wasn't writing to Romans. He was writing to Celts and Gauls, who uh, Roman history would classify them as later as barbarians. And uh, so uh, we know that Paul was there as a major influence to uh, the church of Galatia. Uh, whether he was the founder or not, we're really not sure, but we do know he was very important uh, to them. And this letter of the Galatians, it was probably the first letter he wrote on his uh, traveling adventures. And um, he wrote it on behalf of, uh, uh, of his own understanding of what Jesus' teachings were all about and how he explained it to the struggling Galatians, these struggling Gauls and Celts who had accepted Jesus but don't know what you do, for, uh, what happens now. One of the last comments that Paul wanted to make, the last impressions that he made with these folks, uh, we read in the letter to the Galatians in the sixth chapter, and I want to uh, start reading verse number seven. If you uh, have your Bible, turn with me. Uh, Gen uh, Escalations, sixth chapter, uh, cha uh, verse number seven. Be not deceived. Okay, God, uh, uh, Paul is telling these people. He said, don't, don't be deceived by what other doctrines are telling you. Don't be deceived by the Greek philosophies or by the Roman philosophers. Uh, don't be deceived of this uh, at all, because this is the bottom line is this. God is not mocked. In other words, God means exactly what he said. God doesn't misinterpret. He doesn't say it so you can be misunderstood. He says it pretty direct. God is not mocked. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. 
He that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. He that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And it seems very strange that some of the teaching that Paul would give to these pagans, these barbarians, these Celts and Gauls would be uh, this type of teaching. And, you know, this is the type of teaching that you would uh, normally give to uh, seasoned Christians, those that have been in the way for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Uh, but these folks, these Galatians, uh, they may have, um, uh, the people he was writing to is probably only 1% of the entire population of Galatia, and, uh, and perhaps not even that much. And so uh, Paul wanted them to understand from the very beginning, from the, their very first baby steps into this new uh, principle of following Christ, that exactly what he recommended, exactly what Jesus stood for, and exactly what Jesus meant in his teachings. That first of all, God is not mocked. This is a principle that he established. And let's look at that principle of sowing and reaping. It's, it's, it's very simple, but Paul had to remind them that God established this principle from the very beginning. It hasn't changed, it never will change. The same thing that was uh, relevant at this time was also relevant during the time of Constantine, also relevant during the time of John Calvin, uh, during the time of Martin Luther, during the time of Azusa Street, those in the Pentecostal persuasion, and those that is still alive and well today. God's not mocked. It's the same principle. Number one, we will reap what we sow. Principle number one of this, of this uh, principle. Okay, number two, we always reap in a different season than what we sow. And number three, we always reap more than what we sow. Many times in our life, we don't understand things that happen in our life. And Paul was telling these Galatians the same thing. He says, most of you were not believers in anything except paganism when I first came here. Some of you still of that persuasion. Some of you are not. Some of you have accepted this way of Christ and this way of Jesus. But regardless of whether you are a new believer or have not accepted, the same principle that God established from the beginning is still very much alive and well. And you will be judged by it and you will function under these principles. That number one, you do plant seeds. Everybody plants seeds. And those seeds that are planted, whether they be many or few, they will come up. They definitely will come up. 
You know, the Christians, many times, they make the statement that Satan is after me. Satan is trying to destroy me. Satan, uh, the devil's been after me all week long. And they pray and have people agree with them in prayer. And, and rightly so, there are those times that Satan does attack. There are all those times that that your enemy attacks you in your finances, in your in your uh, emotions, in your uh, physical body, in your relationships, and those types of things. Yes, that does happen. But we have to use wisdom, because if we're praying against the forces of Satan, and Satan has nothing to do with it, you're wasting your breath and you're wasting your energy, because sometimes those things that we're going through is nothing more than just the fruit that is coming up from seeds that we planted months and years before. And we have to use wisdom in determining the difference. And Paul is telling these Galatians the same thing. He says, now when you were unbelievers, when you were in your past ways, Remember that you did sow those seeds, those seeds of rebellion, those seeds of, of um, animosity, those seeds of hatred, those seeds of lust, those seeds of various other things that you sowed, you planted, and now they're coming up. It may be six months later, maybe six years later, it may be 60 years later, but those seeds will absolutely come up. And so to pray against the forces of Satan and to pray against the, de the devil for attacking you and, and uh, sending his demonic powers to torment you is may or may not be the case. And that's where wisdom to determine what, uh, what is going on. Uh, uh, comes into play. And we must pray and ask the Lord to give us some recognition. Lord, what is this? Is this just the fruit of seeds that I planted months and years ago? Is this what's coming up now? Or is this an attack of the enemy? Or is this a test of Jesus? A test of our Lord? How, are we, how I'm going to respond. So, that's what the first thing you do. When adversity comes your way, regardless of where it's coming from, regardless of what it is, the very first thing you do is not to rebuke the devil and not to say that God is teaching me something. No, the very first thing you do is pray for wisdom that the Lord will show you what all this is about. Because if it is fruit that is coming up, then you have to react differently than what you would if you're fighting against the powers of the enemy, the powers of Satan. Because when the fruit begins to come up, whether that fruit is something, uh, a harsh word that I said against my brother or sister, or we're talking about them uh, behind their back, or talking about them uh, to some other believers that was not complimentary, then you also will receive that. And that fruit will come up. 
and others will be talking about you, but it'll be, you'll be reaping more than what you sowed, and you'll be talked about with more venom and with more uh, 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 hatred than what you ever even thought about, because you'll be reaping more than what you sowed. And so ask for wisdom, first of all, whenever you get in some type of conflict, ask for wisdom, say, Heavenly Father, show me. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God to give it to all men liberally and abradeth not. James, the first chapter. So he will give you the wisdom to identify what the problem is. And if it is reaping what you're sowing, there's two reactions that we can take. Either one of them is a choice that you have to make at that time. First, you identify it. You identify it as being uh, fruit of seeds that I sowed, seeds of uh, hatred, seeds of lust, seeds of, of, uh, uh, of imbalance in finances, seeds of rebellion against God or rebellion against wife or husband or, or, or whatever the case may be. And, and that uh, you identify that at what it is, but you get upset about it. Says, I, I don't deserve this. Uh, I'm a born again believer, so I, 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 I should be uh, treated better than this. Uh, I, I am better than this. I don't deserve this type of thing. And so when you do that and you justify uh, the, this fruit, then what you're doing in reality, you are taking it and then you're burying it again and you're replanting the crop that you just harvested. And so now you're going to have to reap it all over again. That may be coming about in the next few weeks, next few months, or the next number of years, but it will come up and you will have to pay the consequences. Now we as believers we uh, do have to reap what we sow. And we have to pay for those negative things that we have sown. Uh, but we are the privileged. We will be in heaven for all of eternity. Uh, we will be uh, within the company of God and God's saints uh, for all of eternity. So we're not going to be paying for those mistakes and those things for all of eternity like the unbelievers will. But we still have to reap what we sow. And so we will be reaping that in our lifetime. Okay, we're not going to be reaping for all of eternity like the unbelievers, but we will have to reap. And so we will be reaping in our lifetime, in our time here on this earth. Now the unbeliever, He'll be paying for his sin all of eternity. You know, many times Christians say they don't understand why we have to live such a cursed life sometime and the unbeliever gets away with everything. Well, they don't get away with everything. They'll be paying for all of eternity for the seeds that they sowed. But you will not, but you will have to reap what you sow. And so we do it during this lifetime. And so, that first response as you take it, 
and it says, I don't deserve this. And you actually are replanting those seeds that harvest all over again, and it will come up again. And it will come up many times greater than what you planted. Or the second reaction is that you can recognize what it is. You take it, you reap it, and you say, okay, Lord, I realize this is nothing more than me reaping what I sowed last month. The bitterness that I sowed six months ago, or the, the, uh, the angry reaction that I had uh, two years ago, talking about this other pastor that I did uh, six years ago, I accept the fact that this, those seeds that I planted then are now coming up. I realize that God, I'm sorry, I harvest it, I take it, I wrap it up, and then I set it, give it to the Holy Spirit, and let Him get rid of it. And yeah, I have to suffer the consequences with that that I reaped, but I know what it is. I accept that, I accept that fact, and I give it to the Holy Spirit to do it as He pleases. And with that, then the cycle is broken and you can go on from there with victory. But realize too that it's at a different season and so you're not going to get an immediate feedback on the, on the seeds that you planted. Even good seeds or bad seeds. Some of you uh, perhaps uh, gave $100 to the missionary or uh, $1,000 to the building program with the promise from the pastor or the evangelist or whoever, the missionary, God will give back to you, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Well, two years later, nothing's happened. I haven't gotten my hundredfold increase. I haven't gotten my thousandfold increase just like the missionary said, or like the evangelist said. Well, you're, you're not going to reap it at the time that you were expecting it to be reaped. You reap it at the time that it's maturity. And when it comes maturity and it comes up, then you can reap it. That may not be for six months, six years, 60 years, doesn't matter. It will come up and you will receive the good of those seeds that you planted. But you could also receive the bad from the bad seeds that you planted. You know, in the parable of the Good Samaritan, the Levite and the priest, they planted seeds that day with the uh, young man who was beat. They looked at him and walked by him on the other side of the road, choosing not to help even though the principles of the Levites and the priests both said that you give help to the stranger. They did not. They passed by on the other side of the road. They received their rewards because the harvest did come up. The Levites were totally destroyed in 66 AD when uh, Titus destroyed the temple and destroyed the Levite position, they never again came uh, into prominence. And during that 
uh, war with the Jews. There were more than a half a million Levites were crucified and were killed during that horrible time. The office of the priest uh, in 360 AD, the priests that were then in existence at that time were killed by the invasion of the Romans. There were more than a million priests who were killed. And so those priests that that priest that sowed seeds that day to the uh, uh, to the young man who was left uh, who was left uh, on the side of the road without uh, without any help. The priest walked by on the other side. He he planted a seed that day, and the seed that he planted came up, and the priest by the thousands multiplied thousands were butchered by the Romans. The Samaritan, he planted a seed that day. And it was a seed that was good. But according to the historical records, that was a true story. The Samaritan didn't receive his reward for another couple of years. And then when the Roman governor realized what he had done and the help he had given, the man who was beaten on the side of the road awarded him. And that family was continued to be rewarded for the next more than 1,000 years with uh, various uh, blessings that were given, financial blessings that were given to that family because of the seed that the Good Samaritan planted on that day. And so we will not receive immediately the fruit of the seeds that we planted, whether it be bad seeds or good seeds, but we will receive. And when we receive, it will be far, far, far more than what we planted. And so either the blessings will be more than what we gave or the curse, so to speak, will be far greater than what we planted to begin with. And so Paul is telling these Galatians, these Gauls and Celts, who just a few years before that were pagan worshipers, worshipers of the, uh, the gods of the forest and the gods of the mountains. And they made uh, human sacrifice, baby sacrifices, to the gods of the woods and the forest. And now Paul is telling them, you, you will have to pay for this. But you accept Christ, you're not going to be paying for it for all of eternity. But you will reap what you've sown. I realize that you did it under paganism. I realize that you did it before you knew Christ. And Christ will forgive you. He forgives you for planting those seeds. But the fact still remains. You are forgiven for doing it. But those seeds will come up. And when they come up, there's two things that you have a choice to do. Take it, feel bad about it, mope about it, feel like you are being treated unfairly about it, which means that you plan it all over again. Or you can take it, realizing what it was, 
realizing that it was done at a time that I was before I was a believer or at a time of weakness or at a time that I jumped, jumped on the bandwagon of criticism. I, I realized my mistake. God's forgiven me of that. But I also know that this is the harvest that has come up as a result of that. Now, Holy Spirit, I don't want it in my life. I give it to you to do with as you please. Get it out of my life. And from this time forward, I'm going to try to live the way that you want me to live. Paul didn't mix any words with the Galatians. He didn't make excuses for them saying, well, it, you know, it's okay. You were under paganism at that time and, and uh, God forgives you, and, which he does. God does forgive for planting the seeds. But the reality is that they will come up. So if you're a born again believer, if you're a believer in Christ, he forgives you for the criticism that you made or the seeds that you planted or whatever it was. Uh, he forgives you for those things, but just be assured that those things will come up in your life. And when they do, then you have a choice. Do you replant them and then reharvest a greater harvest later on down the line? Or do you say, okay, Lord, I know what this is. I know that I planted this before I was a Christian, before I came, uh, before I knew you. But I also know that I'm going to have to reap it. I don't have to reap it for all of eternity, but I do have to reap it. And I reap it now. I realize what it is. I'm sorry. I ask forgiveness. But let's go from here, Holy Spirit. I give it to you. I want to live for you the way that I meant to live as a child of God. And so in your life, you believers that are out there, realize this, the laws of sowing and reaping are still very much alive in your life. Very much alive in the life of your family. Whether you're a believer or not, when you planted the seeds, it makes no difference. They will come up. You're not a sinner. You are not a pagan. You will not be paying for this for all of eternity, but you still have to reap what you sow in this life. So ask for wisdom. Find out what it's all about. And once you find out what it's all about, then you can move from that time forward. And you can move with the assurance from the Holy Spirit that if you give it to me, I will destroy it. I'll take it away from you and start over again. But if you don't use your wisdom in that regard, then you will have planted them all over again, and they will come up again even greater. Okay? God wants you to realize His law of sowing and reaping never changes. The Lord bless you. The Chase with Dr. Ron Charles is sponsored by supporters of the Cubit Foundation. Visit cubitfoundation.org for Dr. Ron's books and discover how you can support this global ministry.